0: Father, we we just praise your name, Lord God, because your name is so, so worthy to be praised. Father, you are so great and mighty, all-knowing, all-powerful. You conquered all things. Father, help us to look to you, help us to uh, want to know more about who you are so that our lives will find hope, so that we can be effective for the kingdom of God, Lord. Lord, we just thank you for... Lily, and for Kayla, as they have been obedient to what you've placed on their hearts, and Lord, as they lead us, as we worship you, Father, we're just thankful to you, because you are so mighty and so great, that you're speaking to people's lives, and Father, we just thank you for that. Be with us now, use this message to bring glory to your kingdom, we pray this in Jesus' name, amen. All right, how's, how's everyone's Thanksgiving? Yeah? Was it good food? Excellent food? Yeah? Um, how many of you are going to eat the third day? Let's see, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Sunday, this is the day you're supposed to throw the rest of the stuff out, Jeff. Okay? This is the last day you can eat leftovers after church, okay? It's, no, everybody's kind of just staring at me. That's kind of funny because some of you will keep it for a week. It's no good after three or four days. Um, But anyway, I know some of you are excited to get home to eat some of that stuffing and mashed potatoes and corn casserole, and I still have pumpkin pie left, Daryl, so I'm going to eat that. But you know, although Thanksgiving's over, uh, I still want us to think about a couple of things and uh, talk a little bit about gratitude and thankfulness today. But more specifically, I want us to look at a couple of words, how to, or, or talk about a couple of words about grateful. I'm sorry. Thankfulness and gratitude; these are the the more uh, these are the the words I want to look at. And, and more specifically, I kind of want to talk about um, being thankful when we're feeling ungrateful. Ever experienced that in your life? Being ungrateful for things? Absolutely, we all do. I know it's it's part of our life sometimes. But you know, it makes me wonder when Paul wrote to the church in Thessalonica this verse that we're going to look at real quick. Um, how's it possible to follow the, 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 this verse? So let's look at it. It's 1 Thessalonians 5:18 and it says this. It's going to be on the screen now. There it is. Okay, good. Uh, Give thanks. Are you following me? Give thanks in all circumstances for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. So how is it possible, Fidel, how is it possible um, to obey and to give thanks in all circumstances, especially when a lot of the circumstances we face in life are horrible? I mean, there's a lot of things in life that we struggle with that are horrible. I mean, how can we give thanks when, when there's so much discouragement in life? Like, there's disappointments. There are diseases, there's disasters, there's death one after the other. So, you know, how can I, how can we give thanks when life seems to be such a disappointment sometimes um, with everything? So here, I think, I think that we tend, I know I do sometimes, we, I tend to forget to give thanks when things are going well. And to be honest with you, things are really going well in my life. I mean, my children are healthy um, I'm growing older by the day, you know. I have the privilege to uh, stand before you and share God's word. Happily married for 30 years next year, Don. That's crazy, right? Wow. I remembered 30. <laughs> but, you know, things are good. I, I, I am thankful. And, you know, but sometimes I think, and I know for me, we forget to thank God when things are going well. We forget to thank God, but uh, you know what's important, interesting, I, it seems like, you know, I know I am, maybe for you too, when things are going bad, oh boy, I'm just really letting God know about all those things. When things are really tough and they're, they're not, they're going wrong in my life, boy, oh, we're praying about that, and uh, you know, it seems like we're, we tend to be negative, uh, and, and seen, we, it's like we, we become more negative, and we become complainers rather than being grateful for what God has is, is placed in our lives. You know, we have great families, have good friends. Um, so why are we so quick? Why are we so quick, quick to, to blame God when things in our life are or, uh, not going well, when things are bad? How are we so slow to thank God when things are going so well? You ever asked yourself that? That's a very good question. You know, it, it reminds me of the book of Exodus. And we all know the story. In Exodus chapter 1, uh, it starts off with, starting off with the birth of Moses. It starts off with how um, uh, God used this great man to bring the people out of Egypt. And you, we know what happened to them. Um, they, they complained, didn't they? They complained. They complained about the manna. Read the story. It's in the book of Exodus. Eventually, they got tired. They they, they, they were led out of bondage into the wilderness, into freedom. Now they have no food. Now they're complaining about the food that they got. Well, it's not that good. Well, then they wanted some meat to eat. Well, then they complained about that. It was just a constant complaining. You know, today we call people like that whiners and crybabies. I mean, that's what I call them, and I've been called that before, so, you know, I'm not throwing any stones that, that I'm not accusing myself of. But, but give thanks, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Now, I know that we've studied the Bible and we've looked at it and read it, and there's, there's, a, uh, um, there's, a, there's a person in the Bible that we, we've read a lot about that is not a whiner or a crybaby. Um, we do know that the Apostle Paul had some issues, but being ungrateful was not one of the issues that he had. Um, he was imprisoned. When he was in prison, uh, you know, maybe he did cry out and say, "God save me." Maybe he did cry out to heaven and say, "Save me." Um, but, but you know, after all, you know, God called the Apostle Paul to preach. He called him to teach believers. He called him to make disciples and to reach people. You know, we, in, the, in the Scripture, it talks about the Gentiles, which are non-Jewish people. So, to reach people like you and I through His Word. That's what God called Paul to do. And, you know, as we, as we read Scripture, we see how Paul was actually stuck in, in Rome at one time. Imprisoned. He was unable to plant churches like he had been doing. He was unable to visit those who he had wrote letters to to encourage them because he was stuck. I mean, if anyone had the right to complain or anyone had the right to gripe, it probably would have been the Apostle Paul, wouldn't you think? I mean, he had the right to gripe, but yet he endured persecution, shipwrecks. Uh, he got beat for the gospel. Um, yet we see in Scripture where he never really complained. He never complained. And, and, and you know what he did do? He wrote a lot of letters, didn't he? He wrote a lot of letters to the churches and the letters to the book of the, the letters to, that he wrote to Philip. Uh, Philippi, he encouraged to be joyful, to have joyfulness and thanks, thankfulness. His focus on God let them live above their circumstances. Let him live above his circumstances while he was in prison. Look what it says in, in Philippians chapter 4 verses 4 through 8. We'll have it on the screen also. It says, rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again, rejoice. Let your Graciousness be known to everyone the Lord is near do not worry about anything but in everything through prayer and petition with thanksgiving let your requests be made known to God and the peace of God which surpasses every thought will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus So why did Paul why did the apostle Paul write these words What was he what was he trying to communicate to this church This church in Philippi was doing nothing but arguing and grumbling. So he was wanting them to give thanks because that's that's what they were not doing. They were not giving thanks in the Lord. You know, I I think about something. And we have a lot to be thankful for. Amen? We do. We have a lot to be thankful for. But, you know, sometimes the pace and and the pressure of life kind of squeeze out the joy of life, sometimes doesn't it? I mean, the circumstances we end up in uh, just sucks the life right out of it. Um, <laughs> we we search for joy in all kinds of ways, but we, we must remember that everything good in your life comes from God. And I'm not making this up; it's in Scripture. I'll show you. First, uh, not First James, but James chapter one. Verse 17, there is no 1st James, by the way. It says, Every good work and every perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of lights, with whom there is no variation or shadow due to changes. So I really think, Fidel, I really think that we'll grow closer to God when we truly understand and when we truly trust and build our lives around His Word, around who He is. Um, I've shared this with you before it's not the first time that I've talked about it but you know it takes practice to uh, make changes in your life it just doesn't happen you know the power of prayer is real and so therefore if you're trying to make a change in your life why not start out in prayer this is where we need to start actually we need to start out in prayer and say Lord help me make this change in my life you know Christ does miracles, amen? I mean, he's in the miracle make doing business. And, and you know, I, I think that a lot of times that God's just waiting on you and I to do our part. He's going to do his part. We know that, right? He, he's a man of his word. But he's just waiting on a little effort from you and I sometimes so that it'll be life-changing. You know, developing habits and incorporating them into our daily lives, that's what's going to help us to be more thankful. Um, I know the men in St. Matt's can probably verify a few facts for me about habits, but did you know this? Habits never truly disappear. They're kind of always lingering back there. I know my addiction that I had for many, many years, I still think about it. I still think about where I could have been, where I might have been if I didn't allow the Lord to change my life. But it's it's been over 15 years, yet still, I think about it. It probably plagued me for the rest of my life. You know, it just doesn't go away. It's hard to shake a habit. It's hard to, to shake a habit. You know why? Because it takes the average of 66 days before a new habit takes root in our minds. And you know, this is where we got to start, church, our minds. Because this is where Satan attacks first. So if you're feeling ungrateful and your mind's telling you're ungrateful, then what are you going to be? Ungrateful. We have to train our minds. And so I have five points, real quick, to form a habit to becoming thankful. And the first one is regularly, can't talk real good, regularly practice giving thanks. How do I do that, Preston? Well, make it a habit. Make it a habit of expressing gratitude. Make it a habit. When you you see something good in your life, point it out. I mean, we're so quick to go, boy, that just didn't work, man, in my life. We're quick to to bring out the, the, the negative or the bad things in our life. We're quick to talk about it with friends. But what about the good things? We need to express this. Uh, we need to thank God for it. You know, I know I'm good at it. I'm very good at it. Ask my wife, 36 years, because we dated for a little while before that. But I'm good at complaining, and I complain once in a while, and I'm sure you do too. Amen? Okay, good. Okay. Um, but, you know, we should practice responding to that complaining by finding things to be thankful for. It helps kind of rewire our brain. It helps my train of thought to better recognize the good in my life than seeing all the bad. Because we're going to get the bad. It's just inevitable, amen? It's just going to come. Second thing, express gratitude regardless of your situation. Now, this one's hard. This one's hard, and so we have to learn from Paul when we read in the book of Thessalonians to, to give thanks in every circumstance because that's what God wants us to do. That's the will of God. Why? I mean, I, we're never going to really see the full picture that God has in store. We're, our minds can't handle it. and We're never going to understand the full picture, but, but I can't... We can't look at every situation and just clearly under, and, and see why it's happening. What we have to do is know. We have to know only God is at work in these situations and working them out for the good for our good and His glory. We have this chapter eight of the book of Romans, verse 28. it says this. Do we have that on screen? No. OK. Well, I'll just go to it real quick. Romans eight twenty-eight. verse 28 says, And we know that God causes all things to work together for good to those who love God, to those who are called according to his purpose. I didn't make that up. I just read that out of God's word. And, and, and that's who God is. That's what God wants in our lives. You know, regardless of what happens, we need just to just thank God in, in, in every situation. Um, you know, he's sustaining us. He's propping us up. He's holding us up. On our own, what do we focus on? We focus on the current situation we're in. That's all we can focus on. Why? where we are, what's going on. We need to rise above that when we, are, when we purposely look for God in doing what needs to be done in the middle of our situation, in the middle of our circumstance. The third thing is praise God when all is well. You may believe this is kind of obvious, but it's pretty crucial if we do it. Um, I kind of believe that we are conditioned as people to believe that life's just going to go good. You know, and, and then when the bad things happen, we're like, oh man, my life's just falling apart. In the difficult times, we, we need to remember to consider the benefit. We need to uh, praise God no matter what. When, when life runs smoothly, we tend to forget that, right? We need to praise God anyway. We don't see how. He protects us and guides us in a way. You know he, he provides greener pastures for you and I, doesn't he? He provides uh, a strength when we struggle. The fourth thing, um, learn how to see bad experiences. Learn how bad experiences can produce good outcomes. You know, almost every time I've been involved with a family going through a struggle. And it's terrible. It's really, it's really no fun. I mean, this past week, I was doing a, a funeral for a friend that I grew up with since I was a little bitty boy. Not an easy thing to do. But I saw as I talked to his family, I saw God moving. I saw God drawing people closer to him in such a tragic time, you know? God produces good outcomes. And we're able to see those good outcomes, those good experiences, and they help us, they give us strength. You know, the future uh, struggles in your life are going to be overcome by God. They have been already. The fifth thing and the last thing I want us to think about uh, to form habits of becoming thankful is to make gratitude a part of your interaction with other people. Gratitude should impact our relationship with God and the people around us. I mean, I don't know about you, but I'm grateful for you. I'm grateful that God has planted me in a place like this with people like you. I'm thankful to the Lord that I have a church that loves me. I have a lot of gratitude to show um, you for what you've done. I I am so thankful. You know, when, when we appreciate this is what, when we appreciate others, when we um, show that to them, what are we doing? We're, we're increasing their value. We're helping them literally raise their value. because when you encourage someone, when you uh, show some gratitude with other people, has anyone ever shown you gratitude? Has anyone ever lifted you up? How does it feel? You know, I tell Pastor Frank, and you know, a lot of times we talk about after we, we preach, and he's like, how did it go? You think it went well, you know, did people say? What did people say? You know, it's all good. I've never had someone come up to me and say, man, it was just terrible. You should quit. <laughs> and, and I don't expect that today. But, you know, a lot of times you say, man, good job, Preston. And you know, it makes me feel good because I, I I don't want to stand up here and have you see me. I want you to stand, I want to stand up here and have you see the kingdom of God. Not f- not because of me, but through me. You know, because that's 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 how you've encouraged me. That's how you've shown me gratitude. And, and we literally, we, we elevate people's value. And you know, we ought to appreciate people. It, it, it increases their self-worth. It makes them feel better. I don't know about you, but you know, plenty of times I've had opportunities where people are bogging me down and putting me down or telling me this and telling me that. But we should be showing each other a lot of gratitude. We should be lifting each other up. So here's the thing why? Why make it a regular practice to say thank you to people in your life? important. We just talked about it. But you know what I think? I think often we um, express gratitude with the least of the, with, we express gratitude with the least in, the, in our lives with the people that we are closest to. So the people that, I, like my sister, or my, my mom and dad's not here anymore, but my children and my wife, and my pastor, and my good friends. Those are the people that we tend to sometimes, most of the time, show the least amount of gratitude to. Why? Well, they're in our family. They should, they, should, they should be able to just take it. You know, they know I love them. But those are the people that we should be showing the most gratitude to because God's put them in our lives for a reason. Amen? You know, think about it. Thanksgiving is, is like a superpower. It enables us to see past our experiences and embrace how God is moving. Not only are thankful people able to draw strength from gratitude, I know it does encourage me, it lifts me up, but you know, it's allowing uh, Christ's love to shine through us when we show that kind of gratitude. So here's my challenge to you, church. Here's my challenge to you. When you feel frustrated, when you feel angry, when you feel discouraged, or you, you just want to have a little pity party, try to implement one of these habits that we talked about today. Um, when, you, when your first thought, here's the thing, when your first thought is, why me, God? Why is this happening to me? Change that. Let, let your second thought be, thank you, Lord. Thank you, God, for what you're doing in my life. Help me to trust and remember that all good things come from you and through you. This is what we should say. Amen? Amen. So don't save thanksgiving and gratitude for just the, the month of November. We need to use it each and every day of our life. There's so much that we can be thankful for. And so as the as Lily and, and Kayla come up and lead us in our hymn, maybe you've been in that circumstance of life where you haven't been feeling very thankful. You haven't had much gratitude for the Lord or for others. Maybe you've never knew you never knew that Jesus Christ died on a cross so that your sins could be forgiven. Maybe you've never heard that before. Maybe you don't know that your sins need to be forgiven. The Scripture tells us that all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And it says, for the the wages of sin is death. But it also says, for, for the gift of God is Jesus Christ. And so when you trust in Him, when you know that He is Lord and Savior, when you say yes to Him, when you say, come into my life, He does. And maybe you've never said, Lord, I need your help. I need to be a part of the kingdom of God, and I want to do that today. If that's you today, I encourage you to come forward, to share with me or Pastor Frank or someone. Maybe just stand up and blurt it out loud. We're going to celebrate, okay? Maybe, maybe you already know that Christ is your Lord and Savior, and you just need to come and stand at this altar or kneel at this altar and say, Lord, help me to be grateful and not a complaining crybaby anymore. Remind me that the good things all come from you. Maybe that's you. So let's stand. And if the Lord is speaking to you, you come.